welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Mali Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the SOAR podcast. Today, we have a very inspirational guest. Her name is Angelique Cooper McLaughlin. She is the best-selling author of Living Backward, The Gift of Hindsight in Building a Truly Significant Life. Originally from Liberia, West Africa, she holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Virginia. Having woven the gift of future-oriented hindsight into her own life, She knows firsthand its power to both shape our purpose and infuse our lives with joy and meaning. Through a variety of venues, the author has mentored and continues to mentor hundreds of adults and young adults alike. Angelique regularly speaks at women's retreats, women's groups, and conferences on various topics pertaining to the Christian faith. She is also the author of a book of poetry titled The Weaver's Thread. Angelique resides in Northern Virginia with her husband and three children entrusted to them by God. Thank you so much, Angelique, for being on our podcast today. Thank you, Mali, for being here. It is my honor and pleasure, and I look forward to chatting with you. I'm very excited to learn more about the inspiration behind your new book. Uh, Can you talk a little bit uh, and share with us what really allowed you to open up your mind and heart to receive the message of moving forward to write this book. Thank you, Molly. Well, you know, this all goes back to my own journey. I remember what it was like many years ago to read literally book after book after book. Some were biblically sound and some were not. And I was desperate to know what a life that was pleasing to God looked like. But I could never seem to figure out how all of the advice and all of the directives in the book, how everything fit together. And so after reading hundreds of books on all aspects of the Christian life, I finally was able to understand what that meant and how to walk it out in my own life. Now, fast forward a few years back, about four or five years ago, I discovered that many sincere followers of Christ have the same struggle that I once had. And basically, the questions that were going through my mind were, how do I practically walk out God's plan for my life? What does a Christ-exalting life look like? How do I go from who I am to who God's made me to be? And so it was out of that longing to help other people connect the dots that I just write a book, essentially one book that gives people all of the essentials that they need to understand God's purpose in creating us. So I see Living Backward as a gift because it's the book that I would have wanted to have read four or five years ago when I was searching, but had to pour through so many books. And so that's that's what inspired me to write the book. I drew upon my own experience, my spiritual journey, God's word, as well as the wisdom that I had gained from all of these books to come up with the content of, of Living Backward. So Angelique, what does living backward actually mean, the concept of living backward? Why did you choose that as the title of your book? Can you share 
uh, more about the inspiration behind choosing that particular phrase. Yes, it'll be my pleasure, Molly. You know, as I sat down to write this book, the the theme, the main theme that kept coming back to my mind over and over again is the simple reality that what will matter forever is what should matter to us now. And using that that mindset, I came up with the idea of living backward. The best way to describe living backward is we all know what a GPS works. We all know what it is and how it works. A GPS works by plugging in your destination. And the GPS factors in construction. It factors in traffic. And it basically gives you the best route, but it has a reverse orientation. It starts from the end and it works backward to where we currently are. And I think that's a beautiful way for us to look at our lives, for us to chart the course of our lives from the end, looking back on our lives and seeing the kind of life that we would have wanted to have built. And looking back on our lives and having more reasons to to rejoice and to celebrate than to regret. And the only way to to minimize the regret is to live on purpose each and every day, to, to recognize that this is the life that I want to build. What can I do today to help me get, to help me build that life in the future? Because it's not going to just happen if we just live and just come to the end of our lives. If we weren't intentional, we won't have the life that we wanted to build. And so the idea of living backward is, is again, looking, projecting into the future to where you, to what the kind of life that you want to build and working backward to your current situation and then moving forward, wisely redeeming the time. As I say in the book, we have to live backward in order to truly move forward into building a life of true significance. So think of it as hindsight, not the hindsight that's, that's negative, that's that you look in the past and go, I wish I knew that. It's the kind of mindset that says, I know where, what I want to be. I know what I want to create. Therefore, this is what I do today to move forward into building that life that I desire. And that's, and that's essentially the, uh, the idea of what living backward means. Now, why is forward-oriented hindsight such a gift in your opinion? I like, him, I like the idea of future-oriented hindsight, because it's, it's in contrast to what we think of as hindsight. I think all of us can look back on our lives, on a situation, on an experience, on a time that we're growing up and said, wow, if I only knew back then what I know now, my life would be different. I would have made different choices. And, and often that's a negative sort of regret. It's like, I wish I had done something differently. And I want to say that Yes, that is that regret is is negative, but at the same time, hindsight doesn't always have to be negative because we can learn from our mistakes. We can learn from our learning from our experiences that we've had and use them to make wiser future decisions. Now, from, now I want to juxtapose that hindsight with what I call future-oriented hindsight, and I touched upon it earlier. It's again looking forward, projecting into the future. Think of it, Mali, as hindsight in advance. So we have hindsight, but we're now looking at it from a different angle, from a future perspective, looking back on our lives. And because we're able to now make better decisions going forward, future-oriented hindsight becomes a gift. In the book, I use an example of, of, I, I give an example to explain this whole idea. 
is that there's a builder, there's a gentleman who works for a building contractor and he wants to retire. And I'll make this very short. He goes to his boss and he tells his boss, you know, I, I think it's time for me to retire. My wife and I are going to settle down. We'll be able to get by with my with my pension. It's been great working for you. And his boss, the building contractor, says to him, before you retire, can you do me one favor? And the gentleman said, sure. The boss said, would you please build me one more house? And so the gentleman agreed to build the house. But Molly, in, in the example that I use, he goes about this. He's using inferior building materials, and he basically just puts forth shoddy effort. He doesn't, he doesn't give the, the houses, or he doesn't build the house the way he normally built his other houses. And so when the house is finally built, the boss comes to him, inspects the house, reaches into his pocket, takes out the keys, and hands it to the guy and said, here, this is for you, my gift to you. And in that moment, that gentleman experiences negative hindsight. If I had only known I was building my house, I would have taken great care. And I like to think that if we're not careful, we are building our lives every day. And if we're not careful, we might be like that builder, like that gentleman who says, if I only knew. And so I want to encourage people to recognize that unlike that builder, you're still building your house. You can still affect your future. You can still affect your destiny now. Now is the time to do that. And so by having that future-oriented hindsight, we move forward day by day, wisely redeeming the time, making the right choices that will ensure that we end up building the life that we want to have. Thank you for that. That is such a powerful way of looking at this concept that we're talking about here. I've never heard it in that way, but definitely makes sense. And I really, it resonated with me as well in terms of how we see the world and, you know, how we go about our da daily lives. Sometimes mm -hmm. we miss the point of being on the journey is part right. of the overall picture. And right. that's really a powerful statement to make there. Now, in this book and also philosophically in the in the way that you go out and share your love and your light in the world, what mm -hmm. would you say to someone who feels lost right now and insignificant and devalued? Um, what inspirations and insights would you share with someone who's really just, you know, mm -hmm. feeling like they're down on their luck? They don't know where to right. go from here. Right. Well, Molly, to be honest, that was one of the driving reasons why I wrote this book. You know, my husband and I do a lot of mentoring. We do a lot of lay counseling. And right within my own sphere of influence, I see so many people who are despairing of life. I see so many people who are hopeless. I see people who are married, but they, they live separate lives for all, for all practical purposes and intents. And I just see people who are just going through life, like just, just existing. You know, Oscar Wilde made a very... Very Sylvia quote, he said, most people really, he said, people really live. Most people just exist. And it's so true. So many of us go through life just, we just go through the motions. I see so many people going through their humdrum routines. In fact, there's an amazing statistic. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. You may be. 80% of people go to work every day and they literally hate what they do. They don't like what they do for a living. And that's, that's one of the core things that's supposed to give our lives meaning and significance is, is having that joy in what you do, that, that sense of pride in what you're doing and making a difference with your life. 
And so to someone who's feeling uh, down the dumps, someone who's feeling hopeless, yes, what I would say to that person, I like to use analogies because I think that helps people to, to grasp um, the message that I'm trying to convey. You know, we all know that in a theatrical play, each actor has a unique role to play. And the script dictates when each actor appears on the stage, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so God is the divine director for our lives. He has written a script for your life, for my life, and for that person who's down in the dumps, that person who feels discouraged. But here's the great news, Molly, is that unlike a Broadway play, we don't have to audition for our role. God has already cast us for our role even before we were born. The idea that that our life has purpose or even before we stepped on the scene called life. And so I would I would encourage that person by letting them know that you you are not insignificant. You have purpose. You have gifts. You have talents that God has given you. It's just a question of you discovering what those gifts are. But no one, absolutely no one is insignificant because God has already cast us again for our roles and he's given us everything that we need. He's given us all the props, all the gifts, all the strengths, everything we need to to be a rousing success in his opinion, he's given to us. And so we just need to, we need to find our purpose. And that's part of what Living Backward does. It shows you how to discover your purpose, how to, to know what your purpose is and how to walk it out practically each and every day. Angelique, you are so passionate and purposeful when you speak and when you share from your heart. Um, it is inside of you. It's in your spirit. It's in your soul. Now, how do you know what God's purpose is for you? I know God's purpose for me is, it goes back to, again, I like to use another quote, you know, where your passion meets your strength is your calling. So to those who are listening, to the person who feels down the dumps, to the person who feels like God's forgotten all about them, I would ask that person, what is it that you love to do? Because oftentimes what we love to do is it's almost always, it's, in fact, it's always a clue to how God has innately wired us, how he's um, equipped us to be an instrument of redemption, an instrument of change. Also things that, um, things that grieve us, for example, you might be grieved over an injustice or seeing um, cruelty or Pick anything, sex trafficking, abortion, just name any social issue out there. There are some people when they hear about that, there's a, like their blood starts to, they they get angry, they become provoked, they want to do something about it. That's also a clue. I know my clue, my clue to my purpose is the fact that I love to come alongside people. I love to encourage and I love to give. Nothing gives me more pleasure than being able to come alongside someone whether it's giving them a a financial support, whether it's helping them run an errand, whether it's just sending them a card out of the blue to encourage them, that's what gives me joy. That's what makes me tick. That's what makes me feel alive. So those are are the clues that tell me that this is how God has designed me to to be a change agent for him in the world. And so that's what I love to do. So this book, Living Backward, is, is born out of my desire to inspire people to be all that God's called them to be. And so I know my purpose because I know when I'm when I'm encouraging other people is when I feel most alive and when I feel like I'm making the most difference um, with my life. And so that's how I know that's my purpose. 
you said something pretty powerful and you mentioned uh, the clues that come up and the messages that show up in our lives. Many of us receive that. Many of us feel it. We know it. But not many of us have the courage or maybe it's a timing issue or all these reasons and mm-hmm. obstacles and barriers as to why we don't step into it, why we don't uh, take action or we think we have time, but it'll be later or tomorrow. What would mm-hmm. you say to those individuals who know deep down in their heart of hearts and in their gut and their soul what they mm-hmm. ought to be doing from a very purposeful, soul purpose standpoint, mm-hmm. but the human conditioning, the physical mm-hmm. barriers here of this earthly matter, not necessarily spiritual, um, right. really holds them back. What advice would you give? The, the, the advice that I would give, and I think this is what where many people sort of experience what you've experiencing is there's a word called contextualize. And I think many of us have not contextualized our lives. You know, have you ever thought, Molly, why weren't you born a thousand years ago or 500 years ago or 3000 years ago, or maybe even five years into the future? Why now? You know, the reality is that God chose each of us to be on what I call the grand stage of life. We are the saying, all life is a stage. Mm-hmm. It's so true. We are here on the grand stage of life. And we only get, if, we, we get a brief moment in time to make our mark on eternity. And this is why the living backward idea comes back into play, Molly, is because so many of us go through life, and I know I was guilty of the same thing too, of thinking, you know, we hear the expression, time marches on. And we just think it's, it's just, it's something primal in us that doesn't think about our own mortality, first of all. And we just like to think that we have time on our hands. We're conditioned that way. And of course, the enemy of our soul wants us to be deceived. He wants us to think we have plenty of time. So I would try to help people to understand, to contextualize their lives. You're here by God's choosing and by his perfect timing. You have a unique purpose to fulfill. The time is now to fulfill that purpose. And here's the clincher. There is a vacuum in you that will never be fulfilled or filled, I'm sorry, until you fulfill your God-given purpose. And so really, it's about taking those three things into consideration and recognizing I haven't got forever. I get I get a small window of time to make my appearance on stage. And it's very brief. It's like a, it's like a vapor from a tea kettle in terms of eternity. And so I would use that, that picture to help people have a greater sense of urgency about pursuing their life's purpose. If you know what God's called you to do, don't wait another day pursuing it because tomorrow's not promised. And you want to make a mark on eternity. You want to live a meaningful life. We all want that. But you don't have time on your side. Time is not, and that's the idea of living backward. Time is not accruing like we think it is. Time is really elapsing. Each of our lives is like a time clock that is ticking down, persistently ticking down how much time we have left. Now, I don't want to be morbid about it, Molly, but the reality is we every day we have less time to make our marks. And so I would try to help help that person to reorient their perspective, to grasp that the time is now. Pursue your dream. Go after your purpose because tomorrow is not promised to you. What is your greatest aspiration uh, in life in terms of using this book as a channel to -hmm. spread your message? What's the greatest aspiration? What's the ideal 
uh, situation for this book? Mm-hmm. Great question, Molly. You know, at the, at the heart of, of living backward is the idea of living a truly significant life. You know, I say in the book that there is a world of difference between a successful life and a significant life. Not everything the world says is great. Not everything the world tells us wonderful and super will count in eternity. You know, when we stand before God to give an account of our lives, only what he says is significant will matter. And so that's the heartbeat of living backward is to, is to really encourage people to pursue what matters most. Again, it's so easy in the busyness of life to get up and go to work and go through our routines and to do it so mindlessly, so mechanically, that we let our routines displace our God-given purpose. We displace our, our sense of why we're even here. And so my, my greatest aspiration for living backward is to, is to help people understand um, that, that inertia the inertia of mindless thinking. And I talk about how our thoughts dictate our very life, our, the course of our lives. I think at the heart of the matter is that we need, to, we need to think about what we think about. And many of us don't. But the reality is that our thoughts, minute by minute, day by day, we're building our lives with the thoughts that we think. I want to help people do a mental overhaul, if you will, to get to set their minds right, set their minds straight, and help them to understand that a life of significance doesn't just happen. You must make choices. You must make wise choices. You must make good choices. Because ultimately, when you stand before God, you want to have them say, well done, good and faithful servant. But that's not going to happen unless you are intentionally building your life that way every day. So my, my, greatest, my greatest desire is to see people not just pursue success, not pursue the next big thing, have the next great gadget, which we're all so we live in a self-absorbed society and that seems to be the norm. I want people to focus on what really matters, what matters most. And I think many of us have let that become displaced by the pressures and the busyness of life. Such powerful statements, very, very powerful statements. Uh, in terms of this book, uh, I know that we talked a lot about the significance of God and the Christian walk. There are going to be tons of people in the world who need this book, who need to feel a sense of purpose, who may not necessarily consider themselves Christians or maybe still on a spiritual journey. Is mm-hmm. this book accessible and open and available to those that may not necessarily, again, claim themselves or own themselves to be Christians at this time? Molly, that is a fantastic question. And when I set um, the task of writing this book, I, that was always in the back of my mind. You know, the reality is that, yes, and, until we know that we were created by God and for God, life will never make sense. However, that's a worldview that many people would not necessarily understand. And I get that. And so I've written this book really for anyone to, to, uh, to access and be able to glean from. Yes, it will benefit you most if you have, if you have a Christian worldview, but the whole idea of our thoughts dictating our lives, our thoughts are like the, you know, 70,000 thoughts go through our minds every day. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Buddhist, whether you're a Christian, it doesn't matter who you are, 
70,000 thoughts on average go through each of our minds every day. And because our minds are the filters through which we view all of life, our thoughts are potent. As I said earlier, they dictate the course of our lives, and we don't recognize that. So whether you're, whether you're a Christian or not, that's a nugget that you can glean from this book that you can apply to your life every day. Take charge of your thoughts because it is in changing our thoughts. It's We affect changing our lives by changing the thoughts we think because our thoughts, each time you make a choice, Molly, what are we, what are we doing essentially? Each choice is creating a path that's either taking us away from or toward a life that really matters. And so it doesn't matter what you're, what, whether you have a denominational affiliation or whether you even claim to be a Christian, you can still benefit from the wisdom in living backward. Angelique, thank you so much for your insights. It's been very powerful. I'm just taking a lot of notes and paying attention to every word you speak. Uh, you're a great speaker, by the way. And thank you. I would love to point our listeners to uh, where they can find more information about you as well as where they can purchase the book. Well, I would love to continue the, the conversation with you. I invite you to come to my website, which is livingbackward.com. And there you can follow me or connect with me. I would love to connect with you there as well. And there is, there are, there's a buy button on my website. My book is on every uh, online retailing um, store. So Barnes & Noble, BAM, Amazon. You can go to any of those online retail uh, stores to buy the book. Uh, but you can, you can go right to those uh, stores right from my website. So I invite you to connect with me at www.livingbackward.com. It would be my honor and pleasure to connect with you. Angelique, thank you again so much for your time and your wonderful passion and purpose to share all this great insight uh, for us, my listeners, the world. I appreciate you very much. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the SOAR podcast. We really appreciate you. And we will um, be sharing more insightful guests uh, very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Molly, for having me. And again, I want us all to soar into a life of true significance. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.